The Mud Peddlers, a podcast where two nerdy ceramic artists share the behind the scenes of their worlds of clay. We're your hosts, Lindsay M. Dillon. And I am Dante of Earth Nation. So today we are going to be talking about prepping for a convention and tips for selling at your first event. And before we get into this conversation, though, I have to apologize for our um, frequent skipping of episodes in the last couple of months. Yeah. Yeah. Between my getting COVID and then getting exposed to COVID again, we just are our like meetup times have been we've had to skip a bunch more than we normally do. Yeah. So sorry, my 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 dear listeners and viewers, we intend to not have that happen again. But thank you for your patience as we have skipped episodes. We try not to. But like life do be happening. Uh, Yeah. You know, like Things get in the way, and we, we're Especially sorry. Especially in the time of COVID. Especially in the cocoa time. It's, in the cocoa. It's not okay. Yeah, no, know? no. So, but we'd much rather be safe than give you 30 minutes to 40 minutes of content, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Lindsay died, but content came I would haunt her a kiln. I'd be like, I'm going to make the airflow perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since Lindsay died, everything came out really great. I don't understand. I had a bad kiln load. If there's any, if that is possible in the afterlife, I would. I got you, bro. I would like follow people around who don't put their grocery shopping carts away, and then punish them within like a day's time. So sooner or later they get a correlation. Mm, Yes. I went to Walmart through the day. I was triggered. (sighs) It's the reason I don't don't, go to Walmart anymore. Don't don't think about it, bro. Mm. Don't think about it. All right. Okay. So. And the main reason why I wanted to talk about prepping for a convention and selling your first event is because Zack Anime is coming up in the first weekend in September. (laughs) And it's my first time selling at an in-person event since the pandemic. So there's all these things that I'm having to like think about and like remember how to do again. Uh, So I figured, you know, a lot of folks are oftentimes, you know, I think both of us get messages asking like, hey, I'm doing my first event. Like, how many pieces should I bring? Like, there's some stuff that is uh yeah that people are wondering about so i figured we could address some of it as i'm currently panicking about the inventory well do you want to do you want to talk about your kiln oh my god yeah her kiln (sighs) didn't break it can still do bisque but it something's up it can't reach glaze food like food safe glaze temperature anymore yeah yeah so she's just like in my kiln right now and i'm firing which is great because i'm doing experiments right now literally saving my ass because basically you you really are though dude because essentially like the problem is not just that my kiln broke because under normal circumstances you know you hire hire a technician bring in the parts but because of the supply chain issues right and i also don't want to go to like an outside company i want to order the the coils through uh through scut, scut. yeah scut's good by the way yeah scut's good and i was just like you know what it, it might take a bit longer and yes this is literally the worst time of the year where this could happen but basically it's going to take several months for all the parts to come in right to fix this kiln so it's like Dante, you literally, dude, it. I'm like, you're saving because otherwise I'd have to go to a, like a community kiln. And yeah. as you know, I mean, obviously shout out to Alpha. They're amazing. Yeah, community but, kiln's good, but yeah, they just take their, their turnaround time is longer. And when I need to last minute be packing in a bunch of orders, those two weeks of lost production time or yeah. even more than that. Yeah. Because there's the bisque fire or well, I guess there's just the glaze fire. Just the glaze, yeah. yeah. But that, that, that production time difference is huge. So, um, Anyway, so that's part of the reason why I'm panicking, because normally that's something that I would not have to deal with. And again, that's something to consider if you're doing your first event is like, make sure you give yourself a lot of time to account for if you're having your work fired. A lot, like months. Yeah. In advance. Yeah. At least, I would say like safely a month. Safe. If you have, if you have everything set, like 
if you don't have your own kiln or you don't have a path in which to put stuff into someone else's kiln and it's like a sure bet and they're like, oh, wait a month and I'll have it done, then maybe plan out extra, mm-hmm. right? But like a month is minimum for me and Lindsay who have our own kilns and our own glazes and our own supplies. Yeah. A month is like minimum, you know, for yeah. even people who have the production underway. Yeah. Well, I'm even thinking like for me, the month is like if let's say for instance, you know, you lived out of state or something and I didn't have any, any other like close resources. Mm -hmm. My idea is like, okay, I need to have all of my bisqueware ready to be glazed or ready to like be taken to, mm-hmm. I'll just say alpha in this case, cause that's where I would right. go. But there's also sincere ceramics. There's other places and Inco is also, you can fire your work there now too. Right. That's nice. Yeah. Anyway, so there's other places you can get your work fired. But for me that month is like, it could take like from the drop off point, like you bring all your stuff to a community kiln, yes. drop off your stuff. It could take up to a month to get that back, depending yeah. on how busy they are and all those other all those other things. And don't forget, if you're a social media person, you're taking pictures after that. Mm-hmm. You're cleaning the bottoms of your stuff. If anything ran, you're probably getting some of those those little diamond core plates and scrubbing them off. Yeah, like it's not like you get the product, you're done. There's yeah. more work to be done after that. I always so a month plus is honestly yeah yeah. I always forget how much time it takes. Like especially again packing up for an event. Like, getting all the boxes together, like, wrapping everything. It yeah. takes so long, and I always forget about how, how long that takes. It's but... a stupid amount of time. Yeah it's, yeah. it's insane. Yeah. When you gave me your stuff, I put it in, like, the night of. Mm-hmm. And then I waited for two more days, and I was like, she's going to think I did it way too fast. And no. So I waited a couple days. Oh, my God, no. The day you gave it to Don't me, it was, it was done. You could have you <laughs> fired it that day. I would have been so happy. I've been like, cool. It's going. It's yeah, going it's through. Like, you can fire it faster. And then I- <laughs> if you want. Like, not on the fast glaze fire. Faster pottery, daddy. Oh, my God. Faster pottery. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. Glorious. Um, oh, glorious. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's good. Well, it's awesome because when you give me a bunch of stuff, my brain doesn't go like, I, well, it does. My brain's like, I got Lindsay's back. And my brain yeah. doesn't go like, sure. <laughs> my brain goes, I'm going to fill up this kill 90% with her stuff. Mm. And the other 10% are, is just glazy notes. Yes. It's just experiments for me. I've developed three new glazes already. I'm so glad that that has worked out it's, in your favor. Uh, it's well, in both of our favors. Because my 1027, I have to wait and then yeah. you fill it up. And then you're like, well, I get one test aisle. It was mm-hmm. a Sue McLeod's thing. Her advice was like one test aisle. Oh, One yes. glaze experiment per every kiln load will get you far. And yeah. my brain's like, what if I do seven? <laughs> yes you know yes yeah for some reference the 1027 is the like slightly larger than the scuts yeah. uh, 818 kiln so the 818 kiln if you watch dante's video on like your first kiln that you should buy as right. a as a beginning like ceramic artist is the uh scut cam 818 yeah but anyway so the so the uh but it's eight yours is eight inches across yeah and then or it's eight sides I don't even remember. Yeah, I don't there, remember. There's a naming sides. convention that makes sense. But. There's a yeah. There's a convention to the to the numbers, and yeah. please, I feel like I should know this because I knew it like three years ago. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure hers has eight sides, and then it's it's 18 inches high, mm-hmm. and then mine is 1027. So mine's 10 sided and has 22 inches high. Oh, okay. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that yeah. is what that is. Yeah. Please correct me if yeah. Leave leave comments in the in the in on the Twitter even or, or or in the or in the YouTube if or you're watching YouTube. this on YouTube anyway. Did you know that uh, Spotify allows you to rate podcasts now? What? Yeah, so g- give us a, however many stars you see fit if you're listening on Spotify. Five stars, all the stars. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Lots give of, us a galaxy of stars. Lo- lots of podcasts are like, 
oh yeah, you pay for Spotify Premium. I'm angry right now. You pay for Spotify Premium because there's no there's no ads. And then the podcast put ads on their podcasts. Oh yeah. Which makes me livid. <laughs> it's the most un-American thing I've ever heard in my life to pay for a product and then not get the product. I yeah. Hate it, but yeah. guess what? No ads. No ads right no here. No ads here. No ads right here. Maybe we get big enough and cool enough to have consistent sponsors. But then we'll, we'll that'll you if that But happens. if you want, what's great is if you support us on Patreon. That's true. We can remain ad free, <laughs> and I will have more oh, we'll financial headways too. Get the night pedalers going. The night pedalers yeah. is extra dirty. Super dirty. Super dirt. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's also just us. Just kind of shy. Anyway, we should go yeah, we should back. Talk about we should probably talk about the <laughs> thing we're actually talking Most about likely. today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so. Well, you have an event coming up pretty soon, right? I do. So the thing that you do, the, fir the first thing you do, essentially, is make the amounts of pieces you need for the show, dependent on what the size you think. So, like, if we were going to Fanime, yeah. which is a much larger convention than SAC Anime, yeah. I would bring probably 0.5 times the amount of pieces. Yeah. So I'd bring, like... For, just for me personally, I bring like a hundred pieces to Sack Anime mm. with the intention of selling out. With the oh. intention of leaving with nothing. And then on Fanime, I'd bring like 150, 160 with that same intention. I would probably buy, like, I actually, I tend to do pretty well at both Sack Anime and Fanime. Be, although things are going to be a little different this year again because of the Rona. Right. Um, attendance is still kind of lower. But, so uh, a couple years ago when I sold at uh, Fanime, mm -hmm. I made 200 pieces and I sold out. Yeah. You'll most likely sell out if you take a certain, like, amount of pieces. It's, don't 500 it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although honestly, like Loki, I could maybe five hundred. That I maybe I don't know. So, so one of the things, if I'm just think, purely thinking about how much inventory I need to bring, yeah. Well, first of all, I am making that basically like I have started putting pieces away mm -hmm. since like February. Oh, so for this. like for this event, okay. yeah. Because one of the things that's been different about my getting ready for Sack Anime this year is that because. I, I used to basically just do in-person events. Like I had right, Fanime yeah. that I did every other year and then Sack Anime that I would do twice a year. Right, we both did. Yeah, yeah. And I would essentially never do online updates or I'd do yeah. them very sporadically. With the pandemic, that's really switched. So I'm basically doing updates every month now and it's right. been a challenge to figure out like, okay, how do I make enough to, to you know, connect with my online community right. and also still have enough for Sack Anime. So what I've been doing is every kiln load, I've been putting aside a few pieces that I know tend to sell well, like my D&D &D, uh, yep. and like role-playing RPG yep. stat mugs tend to do really well. Mm -hmm. um, so I've been sequestering a few of those aside, but still di I didn't put enough aside. So for the last couple weeks, I've been like, really really upping my production level and i'm like man why didn't i do this the whole rest of the year i would like because everything else took up too much space you yeah know? Like, we weren't good at online social we weren't good at podcasts but like all the things that we were trying to do to get ourselves set up mm -hmm. allowed us didn't allow us to have the time to set up what we really needed to do as far as in-person events yeah i totally get it yeah like, well, i wasn't good at youtube <laughs> <laughs> well i think it's also like you know, it's, I'm always amazed at how much I can pump out in the last, like, month and a half before a, con a convention yeah. compared to the rest of the year just because that pressure yeah. is there. So uh, one of the things I'm perpetually working on is having that, maybe not that same stress level, but that same, like, let's pump stuff out, yeah. you know, throughout the year so that I'm not panicking in the last, like, couple months before the convention. You gotta have somebody come in and be like, convention is coming! Yeah, I'm like, ah, it's coming. February! It's coming! 
coming in September. Yeah. Be ready. And you, pull ah. shit out. you pull all the stuff out, right? And yeah. then And then that guy's like, oh, this is in like three months. Yeah, yeah. And then I'd be like, well, cool. Now I'm just like, Thanks chill. for the pressure. Yeah, thanks, bro. Thanks for the stress. I actually kind of wish that could happen because then My it wouldn't be My heart hurts, scared. but I am ready for the convention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From all the stress. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, at this point... I'm aiming for around 200 pieces. Okay. Um, but one of the things that's different is I'm uh, I'm raising my prices. So, uh, I mean, I've been raising my prices over the last couple of years. So essentially, compared to the last time that I sold at Sack Anime, my prices are going to be like maybe 10 bucks more per, per item. Yeah, no, I mean, it's yeah. still it's still within the realm. And again, like for those of you who have listened to the, our episodes on pricing, essentially what I'm doing is the in-person event. I'm pricing, I price about the cost of shipping yeah. Less than on than, than the online. That's store. what you. I think that's what you should be doing. Yeah. Just for honesty's sake, it's just like yeah. if my mug is worth forty five to fifty bucks, and I'm lowballing the crap out of it, right? Mm-hmm. Low forty five to fifty bucks, and then online it's like sixty three dollars, just because I have to pay for shipping, yeah. priority shipping especially with tracking and all that junk on it. Mm-hmm. When I go to a convention, I'm just gonna give it to you without the shipping. Yeah. Like, well, I think it also depends though on like where you're going because like Sack Anime, 100%. our prices, you know, it, we're not like the most gas that we're gonna spend is getting to and from the convention which right. is not that bad but fanime is Fan- in san jose right you know there are other costs that i think would make it reasonable to increase the price from like whatever your baseline would be you know what i found um, really interesting is hmm. that when you go to fanime they have you fill out paperwork and at least for me and mm-hmm. I, I learned that like nobody did this except for me because it was in the paperwork and i was so like tedious about huh? it right is that they have you fill out paperwork for where you're selling and the amount of taxes that you're charging on your items for that specific city. So they told me the yeah. amount of tax they do for their city. Yeah. And then they were like, this is how much you're going to pay for taxes. Yeah, here. those are the... Because, yeah, because you have to get a California right. seller's permit, either a regular one or, like, a temporary one. Exactly. Yeah. And when I got a, a regular one, I was like, got to do paperwork for taxes? Mm-hmm. I thought California was like, the tax was, like, all the same. Yep. No, it's per city. So there, there might be a little bit of paperwork. But if I were to suggest real quick, yeah. I promise I won't make it a whole topic. Check the paperwork for your taxes, number one, whether you need a seller's permit or not, number one. Because I've been to conventions where they're like, you ain't got a seller's permit, you can't come in, sorry. Oh, and yeah. I've had to like get a temp one real quick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, they're yeah, not yeah. that expensive realistically. Yeah, no, because you don't pay anything unless you sell them. Like You can apply yeah. for a, a temporary sales permit through the California Department of Tax and Fee Administration, or yeah. the CDTFA, where my boyfriend works, ironically. Um, he's a graphic designer there. Anyway, it's really funny because I've literally filled out paperwork that he has designed. It's kind of great. Anyway. <laughs> did I, did I, did I? You couldn't be any more on point unless you had like Ugg boots on. <laughs> and like a Starbucks in your hand. Oh, oh, I know, I know. I'm just like, I'm up in my, my white girl credit. Oh my God. Know, I know. I, you know, you forgive me. I've got to brag on him at some point. And your real name was Clarence and Clarence's parents had a real good marriage. That doesn't make, never mind. Clarence's parents had a real good it's marriage. It's an eight mile reference Re- that no one's going to get. Uh, never mind. It's, okay. Yeah. I haven't it's, seen that in a long time. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. My palms are sweaty. <laughs> Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like this is going to end up being a mishmash, a of, mishmash of prepping for a convention yeah. and selling tips. We're just going to be doing all of the things. I was attempting to have a little bit more structure, yeah. but we're just, let's just, we're just going for it. I got where I was. Okay. Yeah. So along, along with that tax paper that you might need, so you do have to keep track of the taxes. And when they contact, they usually contacted me. They'd say like, how much did you make? They'll send you paperwork. You fill it out. You send it back. It's, it's no big deal. But you can you, also do it online. Ooh. 
True. You you do have to put in the amount of like gas, food, help, and hotel room if you do travel out into your pieces, right? So like if you're selling all your mugs for fifty bucks down the street, that's fine. They're mm -hmm. fifty bucks. You're selling all your mugs for fifty bucks a hundred miles away. How much money did that take to get to that hundred mile away point? How like you got a hotel room? How much money did that take? Your pieces might be like fifty three dollars each now. Just to even out. Some people don't do that. Some people do, mm -hmm. but I've I've lost a little bit of money driving. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You drive, you do a hotel, you have an assistant, you pay for food, and then I'm like, wow, one night of hotel, two, three hundred dollars. Yeah. Food, hundred dollars. Gas, hundred dollars. That's five hundred right there. You know? Yeah. And if you went to a convention and you sold all your stuff for fifty bucks and you only made a G, it's half your stuff. It's not big math, but just you know, you don't have to Excel spreadsheet it. Yeah, just, just, make a little just consider consider what your expenses are. Yeah. And then account for that like within within your prices. Yeah. Like or you can add little, I don't little know. bits. Yeah, just don't like, oh it's fifty now, it's sixty. Huh. Like just Yeah, yeah, yeah Math yeah. it out a little bit. You know, if I sold this many if I sold ten pieces at fifty bucks each, I would make this much money, right? Mm -hmm. Five hundred dollars. Right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what that is. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But then, like, think to yourself, well, if I'm spending $500, I'm either going to have to sell 10 more pieces mm -hmm. or raise every piece up this much to sell less pieces. Yeah. Right? Just tiny, tiny bits of math. Not too hard. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing I do is I do mine backwards. So, like, most people, like you, you'll prep, right? Yeah. You'll get all your inventory ready. Uh -huh. And then later on, you'll probably be like, oh, sack anime. Don't need a hotel. Drive there and right, back. Right, right, right. Don't really need the gas. You know what I mean? Yeah. You might, you'll figure out a way to get there. Mm -hmm. And then you'll be like, okay, toting the stuff along, doing this. If you're doing all that, what I do is I get all the food ready first. <laughs> and then I get um, an, an assistant, essentially. Right. So, like, if you have a, a significant other who's down to, like, trade something... Not saying. And then, oh my god! And then like, or you have a friend who like wants to go with you. You know what I mean? They're yeah. like, yeah, I have the day off. We'll go. And you say, hey, I'll pay for your hotel, same hotel room. I'll pay for your food. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I'll just take care of you. Or you might even pay them a little bit. Having someone by your side to take care of your table when you need to go to the bathroom, or you need to get food, or you need to go handle some situation or some mm -hmm. business is a hunt. It's a super important, super important. And if you don't have somebody with you, you're essentially just gonna like. Man, you gotta pee, but you're gonna like you're gonna have to like neighbor it up, and you better <laughs> yeah. hope you like you have your neighbors nice. Yeah, you better hope you have a nice neighbor. To to be honest, I tend to be a neighbor it up kind of person, yeah. and I think we I know some of this we discussed yeah. on our because we did do an episode like within the first within our first like ten episodes we yeah. have we had a we had a, a episode discussing tabling at conventions. Yeah, but that was kind of more like the not like the prepping for it as much from what I remember, but. Anyway, yeah. I actually tend to prefer not having an assistant there because I like being able to always be available to people passing by. And I think sometimes if people see you like talking to the other person, they'll be less inclined. Mm -hmm. So, but, but I think most people do have an assistant. You're crazy. You're cracked. I'm, so, I'm <laughs> no, sorry. No, no, that's totally fine. I admit, I know it's not. It's Go to a not, social event and talk to people. It is. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> what? Huh? Disgusting. Uh, yeah, no, I, what I'll sometimes do is like, I'll, because, you know, at SAC Anime, you get an extra uh, ticket yes. for selling for that, for that assistant. Yes. Is I will sometimes give that to Cody, my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And then he'll just occasionally bring me food, but he's not in the booth with me. Right, yeah. Um. Yeah, and I, I tend to prefer that, but I am 
considering going, you know, joining the, the, the consensus on having somebody else there, if nothing else, because I, when things get really busy at a convention, I will miss potential selling opportunities because I'm wrapping up an item, right. finishing up a transaction. And you're like, hold on. Yeah, yeah. Let me, let me yeah exactly i get it so so i could see like for me that would be the biggest reason to have an assistant but in terms of like getting food or going to the bathroom like i'm fine with neighboring it up i can't do it that's fine that's totally fine we all we all have our own preferences even if my neighbor's not even if my neighbor is nice i'm like yeah that's okay and and then if they're alone you know what i mean yeah hopefully i have an assistant and and that person has an assistant and then like the assistants just like link up and go on missions together for food. Oh yes, that's you know true. what I mean. Yeah, that, yeah, that's like, the best case scenario. Yes, is it's yes. like <laughs> your neighbor's super cool and whatnot, and it's just sometimes it don't be like that. And yeah, you gotta you have to plan for that contingency. You know, like mm-hmm. what if my neighbor is untrustworthy and kind of a donk? Uh, the other thing that I would say is along with checking your tax information, make sure you check the section of the paperwork that tells you what to bring for your table. Yeah, most places will supply you with a table and at least one chair. At least. Mm-hmm. But I've been to conventions where I've been to art shows where they don't supply you with like a pedestal. Yeah. But like check because I'll bring my own cloth. I, I bring this big green cloth because Earth Nation ceramics. I bring a lot of earthy tones. Mm-hmm. I bring an extra chair for my assistant because yes. they're like, yeah, we give you an extra ticket. We're not giving you an extra chair. <laughs> so, I've done it one time where the person next to me didn't come. And so I just started like using the other oh, table. I was like, yeah, I yeah. have an extra cloth and now double the space. Yes. <laughs> you know, and um usually you have to ask the usually, the event yeah. the event coordinators just to just to Usually you do a, have to yeah. ask. But also like check how many cuz if you want a big space with big big items on your stuff and like I, I saw a metal worker that had like three tables one time. Yeah. But that person had to buy three tables. Right. Check the maximum amount of tables that you can buy because sometimes they cap you on one to two tables. Mm-hmm. But if you want two tables worth, let's say you're a, a couple. If you seem to have like two people or you have like a buddy like me and Lindsay are going in together, mm-hmm. we can each have a table. We can technically buy those tables underneath the same name and it's going to be a little cheaper per table. You're buying two tables sometimes. Right. But like some people don't, they don't let you buy more than one table. Or they won't supply you with a table. Make sure you check the paperwork for that. Yeah. You will, you'll regret it when you get there with your stuff. Like, where's my table and my chair and my cloth? And they're like, what? No, you gave us money already. We won't care about you. <laughs> we already got what we wanted from you. Yeah. We don't care no more. Yeah. Yeah, I think in general that is a really important thing to just check, check and see what check. all the event is providing. Because... 100%. Do they provide a table? Do they provide chairs? Do they provide Wi-Fi? Do they provide oh, a Wi-Fi like a pop-up tent? Yep. Um, and that's especially important for like outdoor events. Like I one time sold at an event, uh, an outdoor event in mm-hmm. August, and I didn't have my own pop-up, and it was very very hot, and I burned sunburned the back of my neck. So yeah, yeah, yeah. This was like one of the first events that I ever sold at. Um, yeah yeah so that's like uh, oh a parking is another thing like figure out parking's a huge one yeah so making sure you're going over that paperwork to figure out like where the parking parking is going to be another thing is just like how big the space is because at sac anime one of the biggest things is that they recently expanded the size of their artist alley section so each individual table now Mm -hmm. has more space it used to be 
pretty claustrophobic. Like you would have your six foot yeah. table and then about three feet of space behind that. And that really, you know, it really affects how much you're able to, <laughs> how much you're able to display and what kind of display area, what your display is going to look like. Right. Yeah. Uh, another thing for me, just me personally, mm -hmm. like I would always request a table by a window if they were there because pottery looks so much better in the light. Mm. Half the time you can really see the colors. So like they always thought it was, I did with the sack anyway like six different times and I would always be like, can I have one? It was in the back, backspace. Oh yeah, yeah, by yeah. By the window and they were like, why? <laughs> Nobody wants to be in the back. And I was like, just, I really need it. Like, <laughs> like I don't want to look at muted colors all day long. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I need, I need like vibrance to some extent. Mm -hmm. And the sunlight provides that. And when people walk by, they're like, oh, oh damn. Yeah. You know, they, they really notice. That's a huge one. And the parking one's a great point too. Uh -huh. Because either you're parking at your hotel, which is close enough to where you're going, or you're paying for some type of public parking, which you do, again, need to put into your finances along with your gas, if that's a thing. Uh, Fanime, I charged like 50 bucks for three days. That's actually not that bad. 50 bucks for three days? For was it 50 bucks a day? No, th for three days. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not So bad. it was like 15 plus dollars every single day, essentially. Mm -hmm. But like, if you bought all three days, it was cheaper than... And it was like next to McDonald's, next to our hotel room. Like, we chose this parking spot the first year and we all agreed like it's good because it has all these things <laughs> yes and then it was next to a theater and um the coolest thing is there was a safeway down the street so we didn't have to like eat fast food all the time mm -hmm. in our hotel room it was great like yeah those those little choices it's a war it's a war look, look, at <laughs> look at me it's a war and your job is to make sure you have better equipment better space and location <laughs> than all the other people and your products can like your products can be out of this world but if you're not where people see it at the right time in the right place you're not gonna get that brand right yeah so like i've been to a uh, not a convention it was an outdoor selling event at a high school and it rained and i was the only uh, person with a gazebo and uh, i sold out because everybody was like well it's not raining over here yes and yes my mom put me on that she's like you need one because it's december if it randomly rains mm. you're gonna be the only person everybody else is not gonna buy a gazebo so i spent a hundred dollars thinking like man that was like my last hundred dollars mm. made that bag real quick dang that's a really good point i'm just like being having a contingency plan for things that might go wrong is always going to edge out your competition that doesn't have contingencies or backup plans. Yeah. Think yeah. about Batman. His whole superpower is he has backup plans. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. He's really good at punching people when he has backup plans. Yes. yes. And he wins most of the time. Like. <laughs> I was going to say, on that note, there are many lists that you can find online that's, that are like complete checklists of things you need to bring for a convention. So I thought, if you don't mind, can oh. I go through my yeah. checklist? Yep. Okay. So, and there's, I'm going to be soapboxing. Is this your checklist? This is my checklist. Or is this a checklist that's been modded from... The, well, it's it's kind of a combination. Like I wrote it from my brain. Yeah. But when I first started selling at events, I found this information online, and I'll yeah. link in the show notes like some other resources for our listeners and viewers to check out because okay. there are some just really fantastic resources out there. And again, like I feel like part of our mission as the mud peddlers is not just to share our own information or our yeah. own like experience, but also connect people with other people who have right. experience and other information to give. So we want to be a resource for other resources as well. Got it. So anyway, resource prime resource prime. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So in terms of, so the first big thing is display materials. Oh yeah. So, the primary thing that I think of is like a table cup, table covering. Yeah. You can either have a tablecloth or you can have, there are kind of like, um, 
almost like a spandex type material that you can put over the table itself and it kind of hugs the table legs. Yeah. I've seen that at, uh, usually at like larger events. Mm -hmm. Personally, again, and a lot of this is has to connect with branding, but I personally prefer tablecloths because you can, Same. You, yeah, you can brand a little bit more. Like you like using a green one. Yeah. I usually tend to use a, uh, a white tablecloth base and then a red one over the top. So I've got two colors. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I think it, I think it works. Another thing to consider with that is tablecloths are stupid expensive, especially yeah. big ones. Something to consider with uh, with the event and what kind of table they provide is sometimes they provide like six foot tables. Sometimes they'll provide a 10 foot table. Yeah. So whatever table covering you have, I would recommend having something that can fit both. Um, so keep that in mind. But since tablecloths are so expensive, mm -hmm. like one of the things I've thought about doing is instead of buying like a proper tablecloth is going to Joann's and which is a fabric store and buying the fabric there and then just hemming it myself because yeah. it's it's literally like half the cost. It costs more time because I have to hem it. But, um, but if you can hem or you take it to a hammer. <laughs> Stop. Um, Hemma time. Hemma time. Um, <laughs> Uh, another little tip with the cloth is that, mm -hmm. as Lindsay said, the bigger ones, the nicer material ones, usually like way more expensive, yes. right? I, when I first did it, I shelled out, again, my mom's advice, mm -hmm. I just shelled out for like the biggest, nicest material one. Yeah. Number one, because they don't get dirty as easily. Number two, they're easier to wash if they do get dirty. Mm -hmm. Number three, a big thing for me is partly security and inventory capacity. So I'll usually be like, oh, okay, you gave me an eight foot table. I have a 16 or like a 12 foot cloth. I will hang it over. My side will be open. Mm -hmm. So the cloth is like the table's here. Yes. The cloth hangs over here. Yeah. Also, our listeners will not be able to see, but I'm, I'm yeah. gestating again. G gestating? <laughs> and you like hang it over. So when it faces the customer, they just see a table with like the green. Yes. Right. But to you, you see your backpack. You see your drinks that are mm -hmm. all the way. You see your uh, card slide machine thing. You see phones. You see cell phone chargers. And yeah. you see your extra inventory. Yeah. That are all open face to you. Mm -hmm. So when someone goes, do you have any more XYZ? You go, yes. Boom. Right here. Mm -hmm. If somebody goes, hey, do you have money for X? Yes. Boom. Right here. It's not covered to you. Yeah. For security reasons. But they don't, they don't need to know you have your backpack with all your goodies underneath the table. Mm -hmm. Yeah, plus better. it just doesn't look as good if, it can, doesn't if they can good. see under the table. 100%. So, so yeah. I, if you're getting a cloth, get a bigger one than most tables that you will think. It's not a dining room table. It's usually about 10 feet maximum. But, like, get you a 12 or 14. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, get something nice. I agree. I agree. Along that same line of display materials is what kind of shelves or what kind of like boxes you want to have to display your work. So yeah. for me, uh, I ended up making most of my own display pieces, but I also went to Michael's and again, Joann's and got some additional pieces to supplement that. Yes. The biggest thing with that is that especially if you're selling at an event for the first time, mm -hmm. if you don't have a lot of experience of knowing like what your branding is, sometimes it can be really hard to decide like, how do I want to set up my work? Yeah. So what I would recommend doing for that, if you're still kind of unsure on that, first of all, go to Pinterest and look up a bunch of other display options. Kind of see what draws your eye. Okay, it doesn't have to be Pinterest. Doesn't have to be Pinterest. But either way, you want to like look around and see what kind of displays you like. Um, mm -hmm. Next time you go to an event, you know, kind of pay attention to how people have their stuff set up. Mm -hmm. And then if you are really, really not sure about how you want to approach your branding, what I would recommend doing is 
stick to a really simple, almost like a kind of gallery look. Mm -hmm. So um, like a like a white, like miniature pedestals that are painted white. You can either paint them white yourself or you can, you can buy them elsewhere. Mm -hmm. um, have a white tablecloth because in general, I'm inclined to think that if you're selling at an event for the first time, the biggest thing is you just want your stuff to look nice. Yeah, you don't really know your brand or your color yet. So like I have a green one, but I have a green one after I had like a red one because I had, you know, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. I wanted earthy tones because of Earth Nation ceramics. Right. Like I don't want Red River ceramics. Yeah, <laughs> Red River Ceramics. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. That's, a, that's the vampires. The vampires. Ceramics. Yeah. Yes. Everything's goth. But yes. if you were a goth artist, yeah, goth that, that ceramics, totally makes sense. you would have black stands with a red, look, yeah. with a red cloth. Yeah. Right? yeah. Perfect example. Yes. Back yes. around the bay. Exactly. Crap. Ten points. Poggers. <laughs> another thing is, where is it? Oh, yeah. So as you can see, I'm consulting my notes. So another thing to think about in terms of your display materials is what kind of work do you have and how are people going to be looking at that work when they come up to your table yeah and and what I mean with that is if like let's say you primarily make bowls yes and the inside of your bowls are really you know that's kind of what is the main attraction yeah so you got to think about okay when someone's walking up to the table do you want to have some bowls propped up kind of on their side so that from a far away distance people can you know can see it yeah but you'll also want to have some pieces that are you know so if someone then walks up to the table you'll want to have some bowls that are set down just kind of as you would normally put a bowl on the table so yeah. that they can look down so same way with my mugs mm -hmm. i have a display that is set up so that both far away on the on the shelves people can see the front part of the mug because the front part of the mug is what is the main attraction for my pieces right as opposed to like the inside of a bowl so i have that but then what i ended up doing is having some display kind of uh like shadow boxes that are angled up i guess or angled back so that essentially it's, it's like an incline yes if, if you're going towards yourself but a decline towards the customer so it's like yes. that. Yes, 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 yes. they're faced out towards the customer. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out, like, how do I verbally describe this thing that I would normally yeah. demonstrate for our listeners? But anyway, uh, and that allows for people who are standing right up at the table to look down and still be seeing the front part of the mug, not yes. the inside of the mug. Yeah, same same thing with me, where I, I don't decline them or incline them like Lindsay does, mm -hmm. because hers are kind of, like declined essentially to where they're facing up towards it mm -hmm. so up towards the customer yeah up towards the customer i called the customer it my uh, <laughs> <laughs> mine are more um pushed inwards so like the middle of my table are all pointed towards if we're at a table right yeah my pieces are pointed towards you the ones on the outside of the table mm -hmm. are faced in diagonally a little bit oh. so that the pieces are actually all facing someone who comes up to the table yes and it makes it seem as though they're looking towards them with intent right yes and you're completely right about the whole like looking inside the thing i'll usually get i sell my bowls in sets so if you go to my website and mm -hmm. i sell bowls i'm not selling a singular bowl ah. I, I always sell a set of bowls yeah um, one of them will be facing towards you i'll put it kind of on its side and the mm. other one i'll face regular so ah. that just by gift of sight of god they'll be like, <laughs> oh that must be the same exact bowl yes but that's what that bowl would look like on the inside mm -hmm. and they are a set just they're inferring information right yes that's yes. what i want them to do i want them to mm -hmm. infer information a second tip based on that is that you will usually have one piece of work that will sell more than the others for example mine are my like avatar cups mm -hmm. i just know that people are going to want those more they're a little bit cheaper they're easier to make they're numerous they're just silk screens i'm gonna bring like 50 of those yeah versus you know, my vases that I might bring, two or three, just to let people know I do, like, a little bit of 
higher tier, I suppose. Yes, oh. same thing that I do with my sculptures. Exactly. It's like the by, by having a variety of items, it creates more visual interest, and it also mm -hmm. raises the overall value, the perceived overall value yes. of everything that you have on your table because you have these few pieces that are like the showstopper pieces. Mm -hmm. I usually have them back towards me. They're usually way taller and mm -hmm. bigger, and they're usually at the higher tier. So I mean higher tier as in like, when I put my table down, I have the bowls and the teacups down here, and then it goes one more tier, I have pedestals, yeah. and then I have like the big mugs, and then yeah. the pedestals, and it's like gourds, mm -hmm. tea, teapots, things like that, and then the last tier is like, oh my god, there's a one foot tall yeah. vase <laughs> with a crystalline blah 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 on it, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and those are near me in the back, so that way you can see every, kind of like a photo with many people in it, yes. you can see every person because it's tiered upwards. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. my table is set up facing towards you, tiered upwards, yes. with all the interesting parts facing you, even if I have to put it on the side a little bit. Generally, along with the earth tones, because mm -hmm. duh, that's how I set up my table, right? But you're, you're gonna wanna bring one or two of what you might call like your better pieces, mm -hmm. you know? Cause you're gonna, you're gonna get them. You're yeah. gonna get that one butthole yeah. who's gonna look at your stuff and be like, oh, I did this in high school. Is that all you do is you make cups? And then you can be like, no, butt crack. Blah. And then pull out the big sauce. Not that there's anything wrong with quote unquote just making mugs anyway. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. You just want to be able to spit in their face a little. <laughs> okay. It's my right. favorite thing in the world to do oh is, my is God. to bring like one or two pit fire pieces mm -hmm. that have like sealed with like copper on them and red stuff on them. Like, oh, you just make little avatar cups. I'm like, no, actually, uh, your mom. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna have to edit out so many curse words. It's right here. It's the size of your baby, actually. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> the last one, too. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. I hear yeah. that. Another thing in general is that if if you're worried, like you're talking about, like how many pieces of each to bring, mm -hmm. just keep in mind that if this is your first event, mm -hmm. Just know that you're gonna gain more information the more that you do this. Yeah, 100%. So even if you're starting out, like I, in terms of a baseline number, and then I'll get back to my uh, checklist. But in terms of a baseline number, like if I was selling my first event, or I, well, God, how many pieces did I even bring to my own? My own first event, I mostly had sculptures to be honest, and then maybe like ten like bowls and random cups and stuff. Can we just can we just reminisce how bad our first event was real quick? Oh my gosh! Can we yeah, just say? Can I, can yeah, I, can go. I finish? Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry. Cause, cause, sorry. We're going to like a sorry. lot of different places. We I just want to like have a have a coherent thought. It's just because there's a, so much that goes into all. There's of a this. paper in front of Lindsay. There's literally a whole it's paper, and I, and I only got like halfway through my notes. Go, like go, in go. terms of what I would like to, I actually should have right there in multiple pages. Point no, eight. you no. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. Go go go. So again, my first table mostly was sculptures, mm -hmm. and then I had a few like maybe ten random cups and like mugs so that was my own first event if i were to recommend selling at you know someone selling at their first event how many pieces they would bring mm -hmm. i would maybe suggest 20 is a good kind of like this just like a base like let's see how yeah. many there are it's enough to kind of make the table like a, a regular six foot by like two foot table yeah. look full and then Keep in mind that if your pieces are lower priced, you're probably gonna sell more of them. Of course. If they're more expensive, you're probably gonna sell fewer. But keep in mind as well that if you're selling at a like a farmer's market, mm -hmm. people are less like likely to, or people can sometimes be less likely to buy things because a lot of people just come to browse. Of course. If you're selling at an event like an anime convention where like people go to these conventions yeah. to buy things. People go to the artist alley room to buy art. Yeah, to buy stuff. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. you. I I personally tend to have better luck, and again, it also depends on 
what kind of art you were making, like, you know, your, 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 uh, your market, your, you know, but then again, yeah. all of these things are things that you will continue to learn and get more information about the more that you sell, the more that you post online, the more that you bring out into the world, the more information you'll get back and the easier all of this will become. 100%. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's also, as, as Lindsay was kind of touching on, there is a different vibe and culture depending on where you go. So like at an anime convention, I bring a lot more anime pieces a lot more, uh, I guess, fandom pieces, mm -hmm. if you will, and they sell out more because that's what people go there for. They want to buy pieces of their fandom, something that might have uh, helped them get through a hard time or, you know, just a piece of their life. They want to get, like, some fandom of it. But, like, mm -hmm. at an art festival or at, like, a craft fair, people usually peruse a lot more. So don't feel bad if people are walking by your table, stuff like that. Yeah. I've been to, I've been to so many anime conventions that other ceramic artists contact me asking me where I was because I was, like... You know, like, oh, where's that, where's that other guy? <laughs> and then they're like, he's not here anymore. He, he's online now. Yeah. And then they message me like, are you ever going to sack anime again? I'm like, nah, I mean, yeah. well, maybe, I don't know. I think, I personally, I think it'd be great if you came back. It'd be, it'd be good, but I've already adapted the, to the Corona times to selling online. Mm -hmm. And it's so much easier, you know, would like to just take pictures, put them up, oh. make a little caption, but like. I don't have I don't have the social piece like you do. Yeah. I don't have like that. I went to a convention. After an anime convention, I'm burnt out so hard. Oh, don't don't get me wrong. I'm burnt out too. Uh, I, like the Monday after a convention, I don't do anything. I stay inside in yeah. my pajamas playing Skyrim or watching watching shows. Like, but for shows. me, I like selling or one of the things I like about selling at in-person events is I don't have to ship everything. That's because fair. for me, like shipping stuff out is in some ways the least favorite part yeah. or my least favorite part of the process because it's really time consuming. You're spending money on shipping materials and it's just, it takes a lot of time to put together. And I kind of like having that face-to-face -face interaction, wrapping stuff up enough to put into a bag and then, and then like sending it on its way right there. Yeah, um, that's true. That reminds me, that brings me back to a, another item on my checklist is uh, bags. So bags and a way to provide some cushioning for your item as it's getting taken home. Because I think yeah. particularly for ceramics, people are nervous about carrying around a thing that can be broken. Yes. So having a bag and, you know, you can either use, you know, bubble wrap. If you do use bubble wrap, which again, for environmental reasons, I would discourage I'm, you. We're not really pro bubble wrap here. Yeah. You know? The only thing, okay, well, that's a different thing, but there is there is one situation I will probably still use bubble wrap, mm -hmm. but I'll explain that in a second. But you, if you if you do decide to use bubble wrap, I don't like recommending Uline because they have really problematic. Um, Inco Enclosed does not have bubble wrap. Well, the, oh, that's true. Yeah. So Eco Enclosed doesn't have bubble wrap. So anyway, if you're choosing. If if you're gonna do bubble wrap in Uline, this is the only company I've found that does a 30% like the the bubble wrap that they have is made from 30% post consumer products. Right. So it's a little bit more environmentally friendly than some of the other bubble wraps that are out there. But one of the better options would be to use something like Randpack, which Love you can Rand get Pack. through Eco Enclose and some other other websites. Yeah. That can anyway. That's a, a more environmentally friendly right. way to wrap things up. The one time I would still potentially use bubble wrap is just for my own personal use wrapping up items because it's much faster for me to grab one sheet yeah. of bubble wrap you know put it around my mug and put it in a box mm -hmm. but I'm not shipping that out well, what what I also do in that same spirit is newspaper 
I'll get a set. And I've used the same newspaper for like years, mm. right? I'll get newspaper, crumple it up and then make padding. And I'll make like a little box of newspaper with little crumbles in it. Yeah. And then I'll shove my piece and then like, it'll, j it'll fill itself in. I'll just yeah. keep putting the pieces sideways and down mm -hmm. and they don't bump into each other. Oh, um, okay. Same thing with bubble wrap. I used to use bubble wrap. But when I did, I would just use that bubble wrap over and over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. You know, any, even Same. when I get packages from other artists, I'll be like, ooh, free packing material. Yeah, yeah, you know I totally I mean? do that too. Like, I totally I, do that too. I reuse, the, the system, the products or the byproduct that a system uses must go to the next system in my mind. Yeah. So like, I always think about like the animal world, like, oh, an animal did something. And then another animal came and said, hey, the thing you did, I can use for my thing. So on and so forth. Yeah. Circle of lifestyle. Circle of life. And the wheel of fortune. I'll probably cut that out. Anyway. <laughs> Another thing on the checklist for us to discuss that has to do with display materials is signage. And signage? There's two different kinds of signage. So there's signs, putting up signs for your brand oh. name. Yeah. And then signage for pricing. So for the brand name, I admit I'm really terrible at this. I still don't have like a regular big like the vertical banner. The vert, yeah. Is what I see at Sack Anime and Fanime. Yeah. All your Instagrams and all your stuff, or yes. you put it right next to your table on the table. Yeah. yeah. Or like above or down on the table, like yeah. in front of the tablecloth itself. I still haven't ordered one of those. It's one of those weird things that I just don't, I don't have, and I'm gonna try and order it in time for Sack Anime, but we'll see. Right. But. Again, if you're selling at your first event and you're like, ooh, I don't know if I want to drop a bunch of money on a big sign yeah. or, or you're not sure about like the technical side of how to do that because of like, you know, uh, you don't want to end up with like a really pixelated image. Right. What you can do is um, you can print out all of your information on a just a regular piece of paper. Mm -hmm. Go to, again, Joann's or Michael's or, or your local uh, like craft store. Mm -hmm. Get a wood uh, like a wood like plaque mm -hmm. and then just use basic Elmer's glue to glue it to glue it to the wood back and then do a layer of glue on top to give it like a nice finish. You know what they're starting to do now that mm. we need to get on honestly. QR codes? No, not QR codes. Okay. Well, QR codes are good, but there's yeah. this thing called a dot. It's a little card. Oh, I've seen those. You've seen those? Yeah. All you do is like people go like, what's your information? You pull the card out and you go, here you go. Yeah. I've seen people start putting that on the table and like sticking it to the table somehow. Mm. And then it just says like tap phone for all info. Oh, and you get their yeah. Facebook and their Instagram yes. and their OnlyFans and ha! you get all the stuff. Get all the goodies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I still think having your name somewhere is probably a good idea. Of course, yeah. And I say that having not done that myself, right. except for business cards, you know, it's like obviously, and that's another thing on the, on the checklist for sure. Bring business cards. Cause I, I still, this might be the boomer in me, mm -hmm. but I feel like it's still nice to have a, um, a physical reminder of, of that person's work. Because yeah. even with the dot, let's say, let's say you look them up, but you don't immediately follow them. Right. That page, that web page could just get lost. You know, like you, you, the next time you pull up your yeah. phone, you might just go to a different page and that anyway, but having like a physical item right. is a like, oh, I grabbed this person's card. Maybe you know? both. Both, Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think both is is a great idea. But like you don't need it like instead of a thousand cards, take like two hundred, five hundred. Put them next to your you know, your dot and then put a sign up there that says card here or scan you know. Yeah. And then they can choose. Yeah. I imagine I would hope that they would choose the dot. Yeah. For paper's sake. Because you know they're gonna get home and like yeah, eventually. But eventually, I still, yeah. I definitely am a fan of collecting business cards, and then at the at the end of a at the end of a convention, I go through because you know, again, oftentimes like yeah. I don't have the time to like look up that artist at that particular moment. Yeah. So I 
collect the cards and yeah eventually they do end up in the garbage or in recycling um but i do still like having the business cards now signage for pricing i think if your prices are basically the same for or, or if they're really consistent i think it makes sense to have like again a little plaque or you know a couple a couple uh you know smaller price notifications mm -hmm. uh on as part of your like client facing display yeah but if your prices vary a lot then I think it makes, you know, sense to have like the individual stickers mm -hmm. that you like put on the bottom of the pot. Yeah, I think that's important too. Um, I used to do stickers because, mm -hmm. you know, you get a little packet, yeah. sticker it up, mm -hmm. put them on. But then like I would lose that sticker after I sold that pot essentially because they would take the pot home. Yeah. Or I, I can't keep reuse the sticker. The, the adhesiveness kind of like wears down after a while. Yeah. So what I did is I went to, um, I don't know if it was Michael's or Joanne's, but it was definitely one of those two. Yeah. And I got these little kind of uh, chalkboard signs. Little, little cutesy little, they look like something a live, laugh, love person would buy. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I just put the, <laughs> yeah. And I, you know what I mean. And I just put the price on there. Yeah. And then I put it next to the piece. Yeah. And then I put it next to the kind of pieces. So bowls, I'll put bowls, X amount of dollars. Yeah. Every now and then, somebody will be like, how much are your bowls? And I'll just go, oh, it's right, the price right there. And yeah. Like, oh, okay. You know, or... Oh, yeah, no, people, yeah. like, as much signage as you put up... They will up, ask. Inevitably, people will, which is fine, because yeah. honestly, we see so much advertising all the time yeah. that I think our brains just kind of get used to not... I have no idea if there's scientific backing, backing behind that, but yeah. There has we to ju be. We just don't look at signs, or we don't read them, and it's, and it's fine. It's just it's a very We're kicking thing. the crap out of advertisements in our society. Like, we don't... They know we don't pay attention to them. Yeah. And so yeah. they try to get them in any way they can by, like... Yeah. You know, Spotify used to, like, raise the audio Ugh. on there, and they know what they're doing. Yeah. They, they do it on purpose. They're, yeah. they're heavily aware of it. It's one of the reasons I don't like advertising. It's a different story for a different time. Yeah. But, like, it's one of the reasons why I hate advertising immensely is because they do these little tricks to, like, almost try and brainwash you to... And yeah. That's one of them. So I don't blame other people not looking at the list right away. Right. Because then, right. like, even my brain goes, like, I'm not like... You right, know, like, right. you want to look at the stuff. I'll figure yeah. out the sign once I figure out if I want to buy something. Otherwise, I'm not looking at that sign. Yeah. Extra mental space I don't need to take up. Yeah. And it, I feel like it's trying to make me do something. I don't want to do it. Yeah. But it's still important to have that signage up there because I think people having sometimes people can get uncomfortable having to ask for the price yeah like if you have no signage anywhere about what your prices are there especially with ceramics because again in certain situations like anime conventions mm -hmm. again um that's just because where most of where, where, most where of our anime. experiences are it's such a good experience um, at anime conventions they are, yeah, they're for me and yeah. compared to like but, craft fairs you know yeah but uh particularly with ceramics in anime conventions where people may not be as sure about like what the pricing is for ceramics they might be like "Ooh, these must be really expensive because i don't see the price anywhere so it's like how even if people don't look at the signage have the signage there as an option you need the signage yeah there. yeah Me as a consumer hates it but you need it yeah yeah <laughs> right um side note just as, yeah. as a good example because i feel like some people might not understand the parallel mm -hmm. If you have that friend who will not ask the waiter for things because they see it as rude, that's the same person who doesn't want to ask the price for work. Yeah, it's the me. same person. It's the same person. So that signage really, really helps them. Yeah. I'm anti-social, so I will just get it done as fast as I can. I'll go, nice bull, how much? And they'll tell me, 
and I'll pull my card out, and hopefully they infer that I want to buy it. Yeah. And then they'll package it up, and I go say, "Have a good day," and they'll go, "Have a good day." I'll follow the rules of society, <laughs> and then the nomenclature up to the point of the sale, and then yeah. after that, you're out of my life, right? <laughs> but for other people, they don't exactly work like that. Some people really want to talk to you when they buy this mm -hmm. stuff. Some people really want to just shoot the breeze. Yeah. Some people want the signage. They want to talk about your work. Some people want to look for a little while. They want to peruse. Mm -hmm. People work differently. Yeah. Right? It takes me three minutes to buy something and decide whether I want it or not. Yeah. People want to see the signage and they want to contemplate. Might take them ten. Might take them twenty. You know. Yeah. The yeah. good ones, the awesome people, are the one. Well, it's not like you're not awesome, right? But the the cool people are the ones who like come back. Like, hey, I came up to my sister with this bowl and like she really likes it. She wants to know where I got it. Oh, that makes you know? me so happy. And they kind of become that. little friends. Yeah. You know? And you're like, oh, you came back. Okay, word. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. That and, always makes me so happy. Yep. And there's always one like I took it in high school, and then you start like a little yeah. yeah you know, stuff yeah, like that. Yep. Yeah, it's fun. Be wary of anyone who looks at the bottom of your pots right away. Yeah, I love that. Be aware. I love when that happens. They're yeah. like, oh, you're a... Yeah. Or when they do I the know. thing where they like, they like feel yeah. the thickness of the pot. They yeah, that's one another these. one. Yeah. yeah. Also, tell people. It's a, like, well, depending on you, but whenever people do one of, like, they'll do one of these, they'll be like, you know, for people who can't oh, see. Oh, God. And I'm like, I go, it's okay to touch it. You yes. can, don't touch the inside of it, but like... If you want to pick it up, see how personal it feels to you. See how light it is. Like, go ahead. Yeah. You know? I mean, shoot, I still tell people to touch the inside. That's fine. Like, hey. Uh, <laughs> that actually, yeah, that reminds me. You that, know who that, else likes to touch the inside? Eric is touching it. Such a Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, that, I, I have, on my display, I have at least six little, like, notes that say, touch us, because... People are really hesitant. People are really hesitant. Yeah, which I appreciate. Yes. Like, I mean, it's I'm, I would rather have someone be aware of like, oh, this is a thing that could break. I want to be careful with 100%. it than like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. you know. But uh, yeah, so that's another signage thing. Oh, this is another just kind of general point because reading the my little bags note made me think of this. Uh -huh. As much as you can with those things that are disposable, like business cards, like the bags, like the, your packaging. People really appreciate knowing that those things are chosen for like environmentally friendly purposes. So I, one of the things that I do on my bags is I have a little stamp that I post on the outside. So I, I, I stamp my information and then I stamp uh, on the other side, a little note that says like these materials have been packaged, uh, you know, with post-consumer materials with recycled materials. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, I have a little note that says like, Hey, this is environmentally I'm, I am trying to be environmentally conscientious. Mm -hmm. So keep that in mind that even if you're buying a bag that, you know, it, it's not packaged like an iPhone or whatever, even Dude. if it's not the nicest packaging, I'm inclined to think that people would rather have, or that, how do I say? I just respect it more. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and it's okay if it doesn't look like the nicest thing ever. Again, particularly if you're just starting selling at a convention, it's okay to have like the craft, the craft, you know, yeah. bags. Um, but then know that it's also okay to advertise as part of that that the these packaging decisions were made conscientiously you know, for environmental reasons. Side note about the bags is that if you read your, I'm going to call it a contract, but I don't even know if that's what it, it is in actual terms, right? If you read the contract for your table that you're, you're setting up for this in-time event, mm -hmm. some of them will not allow bags. Some of them will say, do not bring bags. What? Mm-hmm. 
There was one year at SAC Anime. No, I'm sorry, Fanime. When they said we're trying to be environmentally friendly, no plastic bags. Oh, Here. plastic bags. Yeah. That's yeah. I'm sorry. I should have. I should have said plastic. No, okay. they're like, don't bring plastic bags. Okay. The city is so concerned about plastic waste in the streets because people yeah. just be littering like is yeah every day, right? Like you don't have to go to church and say sorry to God. Yeah. Like, but <laughs> but they'll like bring plastic bags, not caring about you know what I mean. Right. The coolest thing that I've ever seen someone do with Rampack material is they wrapped up their piece, mm -hmm. then they got, like, let's say this cup here. They wrapped up the cup, right? And you can't see this, and you're not watching YouTube, you're probably listening to the audio. But they'll wrap the Rampack material cup, mm -hmm. they'll get a little bit more Rampack and make a bag out of the Rampack, oh! and then make a little bow on top. Well, that's nifty. Here's the cool thing, my favorite part. Uh-huh. Is that it looks just like a little little stork carrier bag, yeah. and it holds up pretty well because it's Rampack. Uh -huh. It does nothing for the protection of the piece that the Rampack doesn't already do, but it looks like a bag, and it's cute. So it makes them completely forget that you didn't give them a bag. Oh, they're, yeah. Like, they'll just let it go. You're just like, here you go. I'm like, oh, it's so cute. And then you're like, yeah, that's for you. Take it home. Ah. And their brain goes, this is a bag now. That's cute. Yep. I like that. 100%. Wow. It is a little bit more Rampack. But also, like, Rampack is, is so malleable that you can very easily make whatever out of it. Yeah. So, like, yeah. but this person had, like, a little tie, like, a, almost like a string, but it was colored. Mm -hmm. And just, like, did one of these. Yeah. Twisted it at the top, paper, and yeah. then, huh. there you go. Like a little stork. That's cool. As long as it's not a super heavy piece, you're good yeah. to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's neat. That's what, that's interesting to consider. That's how you get around the bag. Yeah, yeah. And, and get the bag. Yeah, the bag. <laughs> yeah I wonder, like, in terms of... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was Sorry. a glorious laugh. Sorry. I dig it. No, 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 don't apologize. My That's baby amazing. laughs like me too. Aww. It's not okay. Like, I came home from work one night, and Abel was like, the baby's still awake, and I was like, it's cool. She usually plays, uh, edits video of me and falls asleep while we play Destiny. Mm -hmm. And the baby saw me, and she goes, <laughs> Oh my god. And I went, <laughs> <laughs> And she goes, <laughs> And Abel's like, Oh no. That's so cute. That's not okay. And I was like, it's fine. Oh <laughs> it's great. Oh my god. So another thing is cash box and change. Oftentimes people will ask like, how much change should I bring? Um, for an event like Sack Anime, um, I think I normally bring like $200 in change. Yeah. Either, either, mostly fives, ones, and then like some tens. And again, what change you buy will depend on what like what your prices are because last time I sold at Sack Anime I think my teacups were like or my 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 prices were in units of 5 so it was like 25 35 45 mm -hmm. for the most part so people would most often hand me 5 bucks more than I needed so I would just give them a $5 change right but if your prices are like 29 39 49 you're mostly going to be given back ones exactly so keep that in mind and i think it's also fair again at smaller events like people don't or shouldn't expect you to be like a big company and have right. like a bunch of 20s to be able to give away as change so if someone like hands you a hundred for a five dollar item i think it's okay to ask Hey, do you have any smaller bills by any chance? I 100%. just have limited change. Yeah. Like, or, you know, are you okay paying with this by card? Like, you know, yeah. I think in smaller events like that, it's completely okay to ask. So just keep that in mind as well. That's another good point on the side of that is that you should have a card reader if your phone cannot yes. read card already. A hundred percent. There's two things that you need for base sales. Well, there's three, mm -hmm. including yeah. the change, right? Cash, cash box. Cash, card cash reader. box, card reader, and charging port. You need chargers for your phone. Charging port? Oh, like Charge, a little, like, yeah. like a little, like the portable phone charger. Yes. Oh, okay. You, you're yes. You're gonna want some for you. You're gonna want some for your assistant. 
you're gonna I bring two because like the person next to me you know like my favorite thing isn't to make friends but if I can like gain friends through favors I guess mm. if that makes sense if like the person next to me has no look I'm antisocial I'm not a bastard though all right like <laughs> if the person next to me hasn't eaten for five six hours and I notice they don't have an assistant mm -hmm. I will tell my assistant or I will ask myself like, yeah ask them if they want any food we'll get them some food yeah you know or like if they don't they're like oh my cell phone's dying my brain goes if I hear them say that my brain goes they didn't bring a charger mm -hmm. and I'll just go here I brought a second charger go ahead and when I go to the hotel room I'll just charge it again yeah it costs literally nothing for me to be nice with my extra stuff that is renewable I'm gonna go get food anyway and you're not mean to me do you want like i'll give you some yeah. of my food you know what i yeah. mean you make you make connections that way i'm not even going to say friends because those are they're yeah. different well it's connections it's, a, it's like that camaraderie you know it's not like you have to you know yeah it's not like people now expect that oh you're going to be friends forever online or right. whatever but it's just i i love the community that kind of forms in in like artist alley and stuff like i remember one year i was a complete dumbass and i forgot to bring food or water yeah and there was this absolutely gem of a person who who brought me food and water throughout that whole like weekend convention. Wonder that was. I'm not gonna say their name, but anyway, <laughs> but it was it was it was it was I much much appreciated. Yeah. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, thank you. Um, but on that note, actually, it reminds me a note for food. I again since. I like to be able to talk to people as much as possible. Like if someone comes by, I don't want to have like food in my mouth a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. So my favorite snack to bring is uh, like cheese and crackers, which is ironically what we're snacking on right now. This is the first time I've ever had cheese and crackers as Aww. a whole. Like I make fun of people who do this. I, want you to I know, know. And that's it's, okay. It's I'm doing it now. I have no, I can't anymore. Well, yeah. Well, I, I mean, can't, I can't. admittedly, you didn't ask me for cheese and crackers. I forced the cheese and crackers upon you. Forced is a strong word. <laughs> Because I have eyes. I saw the cheese and crackers going on the plate, and I was like, oh, no, we're doing this. We're doing this. You're, you're, yeah, I mean, oh, I'm a no. wiper. What do you expect? I love I, cheese. It was very... They do love cheese. They do. We if do. you give them any type of carbohydrate or fried food, they do a dance. <gasps> Did you know that? Oh, my God. You give them fries, they're like... I totally do. I, I They all do. We wiggle. Every one of them oh wiggle a little bit. God. Uh huh. Anyway. Sorry. Mm, now that I said I, it, I feel attacked. Oh yeah. Okay. So my favorite snack: cheese and crackers. And uh, I, I actually, mm, in talking about being environmentally conscious, uh, what I want to do this year is like take a block of cheese and cut it up because what I used to do is I bought like the pre-sliced cheese. You're mad. I know. It was so bad. Each little slice was individually packaged, and now I'm just like that was a horrible environmental decision. But Anyway, I like that because it is a uh, tie-in fat, so it keeps you full longer. Yeah. But it also has some carbs because it's tasty, uh, and you can eat it really quickly. So you can like take a bite, and you're not having to like chew it that long it's a before. Block of cheese, it's a little. My dog. It's just like a, like a thin little, just like a thin little cube or like a thin little like slice. Anyway, it's my favorite thing to eat because it's not messy. It's really quick to eat, and so, and, but it's also filling, and it'll keep you like stable. Because you're a monster is why. Yeah. Should have been point yeah. number one and two. Well, you know, what can I say? It's M as in monster. Oh, gosh. <laughs> side note. Yeah. Weird side note. Tell me. Way off side note. Tell I'm me. I'm so sorry. It's did okay. You, did you know that the government has cheese caves? Caves full of cheese? I mean, that doesn't surprise me. It's that's literally how cheeses are stored and made. Well, that's like, it's, but the government, ha like, our, our government has, like, cheese caves in mountains nearby most cities. 
It's because milk goes bad so quickly, uh-huh. but they need a good form of food, backup food that has enough carbohydrates, fat, and yes. protein. Yes! Yeah, so, so what you're telling me is the government supports my decision to bring cheese to a convention. They're like, they're, I forgot what Oh, and called. coffee. Always bring coffee. Always bring coffee. Yeah. yeah. I mean, coffee and cheese aren't a good combo for like... Oh, I don't give a fuck. What are they called? The MRIs? IRDs? IR, they're they're, they're the, like the military food oh, package. Oh, yes. Yeah, the have, rations or whatever. I have a bunch and I always forget the, what they're wait. called. RDAs, yeah. something like that. But yeah. like, it's pretty much that in cheese form. Yeah. It's insane. To Somebody told me that and I was like, a cave? He goes, I'm, I swear to you, it's a wet, dank cave full of cheese. And it sounds like I'm making it up, but like, that's how our government stores like excess food sometimes. And Bless. cheese is like the number one thing to do. And I was like, oh my god. Wow, that's lactose intolerant people are just screwed. Yeah. Sucks to be you. Yeah. And me, I'm sometimes lactose intolerant. As we get older, we find out we're more and more. Yeah. Oh, I just realized we didn't talk about card readers, different kinds of card readers. So PayPal, Square. Right, okay, so let's start off on that. Yeah. Um, on the side note, on the side note of cheese caves, right? <laughs> <laughs> to go back to the original discussion, if you're getting yourself a card reader, make sure your card reader matches up with your preferred uh, payment or or method that you take money in. So like, I have a PayPal card reader because technically speaking, I have a PayPal account, and if you buy something from me, it'll go to PayPal. I also have a Square one because I have, a, you know what I mean? Like, mm. certain card readers match up with certain corporations, and it's easier for you to just go directly into the account that you have the corporation for rather than being like, oh, let me do this. The card readers are getting advanced too. Yeah, They're yeah. They're getting like tap style. I love, those are those are pretty cool. That's yeah. going to be my first time using that kind because I have that kind from PayPal. Yep. And to be honest, like I got PayPal because they literally sent me one for, for free. They send it, yeah. They make yeah. sure they know like you're going to, would you learn? Yeah. I'm trying to decide if I'm going to switch that though because, and again, this isn't maybe necessarily a advice for beginners because if you're a beginner, you may not have a, um, or if you're not necessarily a beginner, but if you're like beginning to sell for the first time, you may not want to, or you may not have your like web store set up. But another thing to consider is whether your card reader, the company that you have your card reader through can link to your web store inventory. Right. And you set that up in the website usually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't decided if I'm going to try and navigate that yet. Well, we, we talked about it on, like, the shipping episode. We're mm-hmm. like, Shippo, you can connect Shippo, which is a shipping net service, which is free. You can attach that to your website. You can do that the same way that you can do um, your, your however you take money. Yeah, right? So, yeah. like, PayPal can attach to your website if you do have a website. Mm-hmm. Or you can say, screw the website and just attach it to your accounts. Yeah, yeah. The, the and thing, I think there are there are payment fees that you have to pay though, right? Like Stripe. There's always a middleman. Yeah, there's yeah. always a, there's always a, I th- we, we talked about this, but there's always like a, like, oh, you can't take money and put it directly into your account from our service. Mm-hmm. We take a little off the edge first. That's how we operate. And I get that. But it's yeah. actually like, I wouldn't say illegal, but at least where we are in California, I can't, I'm not supposed to be able to have a service like a website and attach that my real bank account, like Golden One, mm-hmm. to the service and they yeah. just take money from you straight to my account. There right. has to be a third party. Yeah, and they charge transaction fees. And, you know, it's yeah. worth looking up what those transaction fees are. Yes. Um, but I think with I think if you're just trying to get a card reader and you're not worrying about your website, mm-hmm. I think the Square and PayPal um, rates are about the same. Like, Because I, yeah. after I received my little card reader from PayPal, I looked into it a little bit more. And they're they're comparable. Like I think you can find arguments on either side. They compete, but yeah, like, because they compete, they just stay. They hover because if one goes too high, the other one's like crap. Yeah, you yeah, know we, I mean? gotta, we gotta we gotta change it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said this on our 
episode where we talked about conventions, I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. But one thing to keep in mind as well is that I'm just laughing at how many times I've said that this, this episode, one thing to keep in mind, another thing to keep in mind, one thing to consider anyway, is, um, oftentimes, so like with PayPal and I'm, I'm not sure if Square does this too, but with PayPal, if you are not like consistently selling and let's say you only sell it in person events a few times a year, they will place a hold on a certain amount of your money. Yeah. And so if you are like, <laughs> like if you're like, cool, I'm this $3,000 I made this weekend, I'm going to be getting it on Monday. No, you will not. You will yeah. have access to maybe like $500 of that. And yep. then after h however much time they'll, 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 they will give you that full amount. It's just sometimes it takes a few weeks. If you start making too many money moves, your bank will call you. Like I remember my first Fanime, I made like 2,500, which is for me, it was like an astronomical amount, right? Yeah. Yeah. At that age, I was like, what am I going to do with this? Yeah. Like, but my bank called me and was like, Hey, you have a lot of money right now. Are you good? Like you made an obscene amount of money in this amount like of time. Like a short amount of time. A very short amount of time. Like, are, is, are, have you been, like, what's going on? Yeah. And I told them, like, oh, I started selling my work. And then they asked me, like, what's your work? They asked me all these yeah. questions. Um, I got smart and I was like, don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, after telling them, like, I'm Mr. Amosis, I just started selling my work. They were like, oh, where are you selling it? And I was like, why do you need to know? <laughs> you ain't taxing us. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, you same thing goes for like your spending. If you spend like an obscene amount of money, if you spend like a thousand dollars on your card, you don't usually do that. Your bank calls you and is like, "Hey, yeah. is it good?" The opposite also happens. Mm -hmm. So be be aware of that. That like if they call you, it's not it's not like super worrisome. It's more like they're checking on you. Yeah, yeah. But that that do happen though, um, and they will not give you your money right away because of that usually. Mm -hmm. Not the bank, but whoever your whoever your so your 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 third party person. Yeah, that's yeah. Stripe does that to me. Where like okay. if I make like five hundred dollars in a weekend from the website, mm -hmm. they'll hold it for a weekend or like four days, and then they'll be like, all right, we everything's cool. clean. Here you go. Well, so we're gonna um, yeah. wrap it up. You might say stop. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> stop. Yeah. Oh. If you guys have, if you have any thing that you know you think we missed, I mean, again, we're we're gonna provide links to some to like comprehensive checklists in the show notes, but we just wanted to talk about some of the major things to go through, our experiences selling and prepping for conventions, but share your experiences. Like what are the things that you do to get ready for events? What are, you know, some of your like things that you must have when you sell at events, whether that's like basic checklist items or like cheese and crackers, you know, I bring, I always bring like just in case stuff. So I always bring like extra shirts and pants and underwear, even though I live. What you planning on doing? <laughs> You know, just in case. I'm yeah, one no, of those you could, people. Somebody could spill coffee on you. I'm one of those people. Like, I'm like, like, I'm not in the military, but I really, like, you know what I mean? Like, I have extra rations in my car. <laughs> you know, like, uh, like I have an axe, like a military axe. Holy balls. Yeah, well, it turns into a hammer and it has like a little flint what? and steel on it. But it's, it's not like one of the cheapo ones from Instagram. It's like, it was like a two, three hundred dollar military grade axe. Bro. That like I has a pry bar at the end. Cause I'm one of those dudes who's just like, just in case. Yeah. If I need to cut something down or make, make some tender, like I'm I'm making a fire and eating tonight. You better yeah. believe. Yeah. today. Thank you for listening to The Mud Peddlers with Lindsay M. Dillon and Dante of Earth Nation. Want to say hi and see what Dante and I are working on in our studios? Check out the show notes for links to our websites and social media below. You can find me at lindsaymdillon.com. That's L-I-N-D-S-E-Y, M as in monster, D-I-L-L-O-N.com. 
and on Etsy, Instagram, and Facebook at Lindsay M. Dillon. And you can find me at Earth Nation Ceramics. It's spelled exactly how you think it's spelled, but you can also find me on my Facebook fan page and Instagram at the same name at Earth Nation Ceramics. If you enjoyed hanging out with us today or you have a question or topic you'd like us to discuss, take a second to rate and review The Mud Peddlers in Apple Podcasts. It helps our podcast reach new listeners and we really appreciate the feedback. Thanks again and we'll catch you next time.